Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan, Jesse, Go, you finally get a chance to get to know our dark sides. Okay, mostly just my dark side. And you probably already know about that. Let's go. It's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, yes. the last few weeks on our program, Jordan, Jesse, Go, mm-hmm. we have had some spectacular guests, some major guests from the world of, pod, from the world of comedy. Thank you for uh, reminding me of the name of the program. Too, uh, by the way. <laughs> We've we've had Paul F. Tompkins, yeah, uh, Mark Marin. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else have we had? Uh, Barrett, Greg Gregory Barrett, mm-hmm. one of the best. Um, so I thought it was time to cool it off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think our audience is sick and tired of these major comedy celebrities coming on the program. They're looking for what they're saying is, you know, Jordan needs another straight man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Thank you. On the program from uh, what someone am- he can hit with pies, <laughs> someone you- he can explain his complicated baseball team to. <laughs> they have unusual names. So that's 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 the long and the short of it. Um, it's not a rule on our show that you have to stay quiet until we introduce you, Matt Belknap oh! from Never Not Funny. Hello, it's a pleasure to have you here, Matt Belknap. One of my favorite podcasts, Jordan. Sure, I know you don't you don't listen to it. <laughs> you don't care uh, for it. Uh, yeah, I prefer Studio Three Hundred and Sixty. Jordan really loves <laughs> and Studio Three Hundred and Sixty. Culture Gab Fest. Now wait, that was Aaron Sorkin's podcast about making another podcast. Right? It was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was behind the scenes of a sexy grammar podcast. <laughs> did you did you know that uh, I I used to co I used to substitute host for some of Slate's podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, I substitute host for the Slate Daily podcast, and I think well, there was another Slate podcast that I substitute hosted for a few mm-hmm. times through the kindness of uh, Slate's uh, podcast editor Andy Bowers, who who met me at a podcasting convention, said, "I like your show. Do you need a job?" And I said, "Yes, I did at the time." Um, I, I did this for quite some time and then, uh, I got, and then Andy left, he went to go do Slate's videos mm-hmm. and this new lady came in and, and one time this new lady had to go on Christmas vacation or something like that. So she emailed me and asked if I could fill in for her. I say, yes, I fill in for completely capably for f- the first four days of this week on the fifth day of this week. I, I think fill in for her completely capably until I get an email on Saturday that says, Hey, Jesse. Did you mean to say for salon.com this is Jesse Thorne? <laughs> wow, that's a major wow. mix up. That's about as bad as it can get. Yeah. About like, as bad as it can like get. That's like confusing guitar hero and rock band. <laughs> <laughs> Basically the same thing. If you were working for rock band. Yes. yes. That's what it's like. If you were the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Um so that was that was probably the lowest point in my life. Yeah, I like I like the question. Did you mean to say this? Like <laughs> yeah, implying yeah. that maybe well, it was like, you thought it was a funny gag. I, that's the thing. I th- I I am completely unconvinced to this day that this woman because I didn't know this woman. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I worked with Andy Bowers for months and months. Mm-hmm. You know, I filled in regularly. I did a lot of stuff. He was very kind to me, and I to him, lending my dulcet tones to the Slate Daily podcast. Mm-hmm. 
But this lady, she was a new lady. She wasn't familiar with my work. She wasn't con- familiar with my consistent track record over of numerous... the correct name <laughs> of the website. Oh, God. It was... Oh, it could not have been worse. I think even now she probably thinks that fucking Jesse Thorne. He really shivved me in the last day of his run. Yeah. He doesn't need... He, he was trying to make the point that he doesn't need the Slate Daily Podcast anymore. <laughs> And he threw in his hat with Keeler in the Salon.com gang. Well, I mean, I, I'd like to ask her, but I can't, so I'll ask you. Are you 100% sure you weren't working for Salon.com at that time? You know, <laughs> yeah, did you know for certain? Okay, so I'm trying to think back. Because I actually don't think those are two different things. I think they just have two names and people use them interchangeably. Mm. Kind of like the Netherlands and Holland. Now, I... <laughs> I I know that that's not bo- true. <laughs> Both jobs have legal weed. <laughs> but but, but I, I was wearing a trench coat a lot at the time uh-huh. and having a lot of meetings in alleys. I don't remember why, mm-hmm. um, but I do remember that a large amount of cash showed up in my Swiss bank account shortly after the incident, <laughs> as I call I it. I hear you. I hear you. Anyway, uh, for the salon.com. Uh, daily podcast. I'm Jesse Thorne. With me, Jordan Morris, boy detective Matt Belknap. We'll be back in just a second with more of Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's <laughs> radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I got a chip on my shoulder now. Sure. Matt Belknap comes in here. We're kind enough to invite Matt Belknap on our show. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, sure. It's by, by our grace, by our... Look, we have a five-digit audience, Matt Belknap. <laughs> you're, talking about, you're talking about literally as many people as read a spinoff of Cat Fancy. <laughs> um, we're inviting you here to yeah. promote your podcast that you charge money for. Oh, I'm not here to promote. I'm here to have fun, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you resent that we even mentioned you were from a podcast. I, yeah, that is... You step, I'd rather not talk about that. You step in here. You say, you say to me, hey, Jesse, how do you like that ergonomic keyboard? Yeah. Little do I know, you're, you're offering a... I think you're offering an innocent question. In fact, you're offering a sarcastic put-down. Well, th- thanks to the magic of audio podcasting, you can actually share with the audience what it sounds like when you type on your own keyboard. Go ahead and give them a little sample. I'm concerned that if I type, it might break the recording, but... Well, go over to the other window there. Go to Twitter and just type something in. Okay. What? Are you saying something, Matt? <laughs> I can barely... Matt, are you talking? <laughs> I can barely hear I myself think. I can't hear you think. over that thunderous... <laughs> Look, I just feel like that. if that doesn't evoke uh, a Dilbert comic strip, <laughs> I don't know what would. Matt, you think everything evokes... To be fair, you think everything evokes a Dilbert comic well, strip. Well, he is on my mind. For, uh, for, for a while, you're Day beautiful. For a while, you, you made your beautiful wife, Elise, uh, style her hair in three points. <laughs> well... Two to the two, one to each side, and one up top. Also, Larry Miller played the boss in the TV <laughs> version of Dilbert. So you know, you're an asshole, <laughs> Matt. It's uh, it's just we're just hanging That's out. That's something I know about Dilbert. We're just hanging out, yeah. having fun. We got Matt Belknap here. Of course, we've got him here because he's a successful uh, script reader. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, that was a curveball. We're, we're not mentioning the podcast, I thought. Is uh, that the rule? Yeah, well, but, yeah that's he, true. But if He's gonna, also a great husband and father. That's So happy. Sure. Lucky, lucky to have it. Matt's have here, here. Because, uh, because he wants to discuss Soul Calibur strategies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wait a minute, Jordan. Are we just bringing Matt into things that we would like to talk to Matt about? I mean, sounds fine, right? We, we, we actually did talk. We, we mentioned Soul Calibur. Uh, Jesse... Uh, Jo- I was, you're I Jesse. Was un- Jordan was on our marathon podcast. I listened to it. He was the funniest guy. At least the funniest guy between like... <laughs> Three and five, maybe? O- Eleven <laughs> and five. Yeah, yeah. I sure beat the fuck out of Jimmy Dore. No, <laughs> no you he were very funny. Very funny. It, it was, the it funniest, was, yeah. We, we had a great time. Yeah, that was a blast and a half, by the way. I, yeah. Uh, and... I know you're averse to plugging, but aren't aren't you guys selling that whole affair for charity. via download? Yes, yes. Uh, if if you want to hear what it sounds like for uh, three stupid men to try to do a podcast for nine hours uh, with some guests uh, from from about nine p.m. to six a.m. Uh, one night after Thanksgiving this year, then go to podcast.com and click the uh, podcastathon link, and you will. Uh, Ten bucks. It goes to charity. Yeah, yeah. It was the whole thing was for charity. It was for Smile Train, uh, which is a cleft palate uh, charity. What they um, do is, is they take children in the third world mm-hmm. and uh, cleave their palates, <laughs> so they'll be more yeah. sympathetic. Right, right. For uh, television. Yeah, yeah. They, they, uh, they. That's one of the things they do. <laughs> Um, the, the other, other, the other <laughs> is drugs. It's drug running. Um, okay, so we we have Matt Belknap here from the great uh, Never Not Funny. Of course, it's most it's at its best, I would say, when Jordan's there. Yeah, um, and, and he, we're going to have him back on on the. Of course, Jesse's been on uh, many times, too many twice, times. <laughs> yeah, uh, many times. But Jordan will be in uh, on, took a, me, on a regular took episode. Me, took me years to get into uh, Jimmy's circle. Yeah, he's a tough. You got to be in crack. the circle. Yeah, yeah. you got to be in the circle. You got to be friends with him, like Mr. Conan O'Brien. You're talking about his uh, his, his <laughs> T-Mobile MyFaves, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's only five people eligible to be on the podcast yeah. at a time. That's why it's so hard to book. I mean, I, if I get T-Mobile, can I get? Do I get Catherine Zeta Jones in my faves? Uh, you get a, a Catherine Zeta Jones bot, which is just <laughs> it's an, an annoying program that sends you an email every day. I'd call Catherine Zeta Jones. It just says, "Thank you for choosing T-Mobile." <laughs> Rent that Zorro movie I was in. Uh, oh, that was a nice movie. That was the first and last time I liked her, I think. Yeah. Hey, I think yeah. that was the first and last time America liked her, wasn't it? <laughs> Probably. She's beautiful, though. She is beautiful. She is just bewitching, mm-hmm. I'd say. Jordan has no position on Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> She's looking at us like... Totally neutral. Catherine Zeta-Jones? can't be neutral about You guys Catherine get a Zeta-Jones. sexual <laughs> feeling from looking at her? That's <laughs> all right. Cuckoo! Jordan is reacting to Catherine Zeta-Jones as though she was Meg Ryan. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's not fair either. fine, I guess. People are like, eh, Meg Ryan. (laughs) People now are like that, but uh, flashback to 1992. Was she uh, super bonkable back in the day? uh... Matt, you're a little older than us. Yeah. Were you you into... No, I I don't think she's a a sex symbol, but I think she's charming. I think she's funny. I think she's really cute. Have you jacked off thinking about her? (laughs) It's a personal question. (laughs) Have you thought about her while you have intercourse with your wife? No, I haven't done either of those things. So I guess you proved your point. Are you happy? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Jordan, I want to... On the subject of commercials, Jordan, we were... uh, uh, Was that last week on the show? No, two weeks ago on the show... With uh, Mr. Paul F. Tompkins, we were talking about uh, television commercials, mm-hmm. auditioning for television commercials. Uh, and uh, Jordan, you were headed out to audition for an Axe body spray commercial, which yes. you did not get. I did not get that. However, mm-hmm. 
Can I ax you how it went? <laughs> uh, you could, but that's basically funnier than my explanation. Oh. So uh, right, It went fine. Thank you, Matt. All right, good. Um, but you did land a different commercial. I, I did, and I, 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 uh, and I guess I shouldn't say commercial specifically. This is what we call uh, an industrial. Oh, this oh, is an boy. industrial. <laughs> industrial. Here we go. Uh, no, an, an industrial. Uh, this is something uh, with the cast of Friends talking about the power of Windows 3.1, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> yes, something like that. Did yeah. that really happen? Did they do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I, I think there's only two of them. I can't remember which two, though. Yeah. Joey. Probably Joey and Phoebe. Who's Phoebe? Ross which is, one's Phoebe? Ross's monkey. The blonde monkey. one. Ross's monkey is Phoebe? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, great. Go ahead, Jordan. Uh, so, yeah, so what an industrial is, and it's a commercial-like a product that they can show on their website or in their store. It's For Sprint, you can see it, you know, it'll be maybe in the Sprint store, like at a gas station, uh, playing at the gas pump while you pump gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something adult like adult novelty store. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, <laughs> it'll be it'll be in a coin operated jack off booth, like in, <laughs> right. in, in between the porn. They get just, a monetize. Yeah, exactly. They hit you with thirty. Matt, seconds. look, you're you're not on any boards of. Are you any, on any boards of directors? No, I'm on a board of directors. I understand monetization. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you're looking at is you're looking to monetize streams, mm-hmm. and in that case, that's literally what you're doing. You're talking about content mm-hmm. streams. Well, in this case, no, I'm not talking about content streams. Oh, I'm talking about a different kind of stream, but uh, okay. certainly a content stream plays into it. Yeah. Um, Jordan, go well, ahead. Well, it's got to be dynamic. Yeah, oh, it is dynamic. <laughs> okay, in my case, it's dynamic. I don't know about <laughs> you guys. Uh, so, so, so industrials, they don't have the, the big payday that being in a commercial. If you're in a commercial, like every time it runs, you get a little royalty check, mm-hmm. and uh, it's how, the, it's how the, the, uh, the Hollywood kind of struggling actor – Subsists as they kind of wait for this big payday. This is this your, is not uh, your uh, Josh Fadums, your <laughs> Luke Wilsons. Sure, exactly. <laughs> well, I think Luke Wilson is doing those ads just out of a pure hatred for Verizon. <laughs> I think he thinks. I think he thinks it's a public service announcement. Yeah, <laughs> it's like how Sarah McLaughlin does those PETA ads. Right. I think it's the same thing with Luke Wilson. He's every, just, every, I just want to warn people about Verizon <laughs> and their lies. Yeah, he just got he just got upset one day driving his car. He had Verizon. He he's, his, he was talking to his agent. His call got dropped. His agent called him back, and he and he just said, "Jimmy, get me AT and T. I will use all the power." I'm with him, by the way. Um, really? You yeah, hate, you hate I, Verizon. I, I have no basis for hating them. But. <laughs> You're on board because how could you not be on board? It's Luke Wilson. Yeah, he's... everyone loves Luke Wilson. It doesn't matter how many horrible films he makes; he's still the king of credibility. Yeah, I, I just like him because, uh, and I don't know if this is going to register with either of you. It certainly won't register with your audience. But I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> is it Meg Ryan? Nope. <laughs> okay, uh, go ahead. He is. He su- suddenly looks like uh, my friend Jouster. Uh, <laughs> which is a guy who's on the message board, a special thing that I run. Um, and if you see those ads for AT&T, you will now know what Jester looks like because they look exactly the same to me. <laughs> anyway, enjoy that. Uh, three, three people who know Jester. <laughs> yeah, yeah know Jester, Jester certainly doesn't listen. <laughs> I'll see Jester around. Right. I'll, I'll see Jester around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll see Jester. That's right. I think He's that's a man correct. about town. Sure. Yeah. Sometimes Jester will give me a mean look. Uh, that's just his default look. It doesn't, it's not personal. <laughs> okay, good. Well, we, Jouster talk is over. Sure. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, Let's get back to industrials. Yeah, something right. everyone can relate to. Uh, so you know, the the pay for this was 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 decent. It was worth you know, it was an honest day's work, honest day's pay. And uh, but but you know, how does it compare? Ching situation. How does it compare, Jordan? Yes, to uh, shooting a commercial with a local legend, which I believe you <laughs> oh. did. Uh yeah no no that that weather commercial I only got three I only got a hundred bucks for and I hundred yeah I got a hundred bucks for it wow. what was it with Johnny Mountain uh, oh uh, Fritz Coleman oh yeah <laughs> even better yeah right no Johnny know. Mountain I, I think no I got to put the mountain above Fritz mm, okay, well that's let's we'll 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 fight about that later okay. we'll, fist, we'll fist fight about that I don't want to yeah well, my number one is lightning storms <laughs> <laughs> now you're ahead. just making things up go ahead uh so anyway so but uh. So this was kind of my first commercial-ish experience, uh, and I made a call on the set that I want to see if you guys think was the correct call, okay. and also the listeners. Because did you call? Did you call Catherine Seta Jones? <laughs> was that the correct call? Um, <laughs> That's a free call, so you might as well. Call so you might as well just call. Sure. My faves. I was punched in the dick by Michael Douglas. <laughs> but it may have been worth it. I'm sure you yeah. deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, so... You got a great film recommendation so we'll out of it. Start... That, one, that one Zorro movie she yeah. was in. Very good Zorro movie. Uh, it's no that other Zorro movie. But... <laughs> it's no Zorro the gay blade. <laughs> God, yeah, right. Um, so anyway, so I'll, I'll, I'll start this whole thing. So at the audition, um, I'm, I'm sitting across from... Uh, the, here, here's the guy. Here's the guy. So he's mm, late forties, early fifties. Uh, British accent, dressed entirely in khaki, head to toe khaki. <laughs> and he's sitting next. Wait, wait. Was it Lawrence of Arabia? <laughs> it was not. <laughs> okay, um, just checking in. <laughs> and he's sitting next to this girl who is, you know, twenty five, very, very cute, actressy type. And he's doing like a number game to her. Uh, he's doing like a, you know, he's like, you know. Think of a number, subtract five, don't tell me what it is, now think of, you know, sure. A, B, C, you know, he's, he's, he's doing that. Right. Uh, and then he... Sticks his hand up her skirt. Yeah. And then he, he's like, oh, the holidays are coming up, uh, if you have any little nieces and nephews, I got a joke you can tell them. And then he kind of tells this silly joke that, you know, corny on purpose. <laughs> so anyways, I'm thinking, okay, you know, I, I'm kind of cringing at this. I'm like, oh, here's, here's some Hollywood douchebag. I'm sure he does this to everybody, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so I go to the so I get the guy I figure out I get the commercial I go to the fitting this guy is there he got the part he was auditioning for in the same commercial and I walk in on him doing the exact same thing to the costume lady verbatim he he has this down so he he does the number game to her and it's like oh uh, if you go to if you have any little nieces and nephews for Christmas I got a great joke you can tell him and he tells this silly joke and to you know uh. That is tolerated by <laughs> by the costume lady. Right. She kind of tolerates this and moves on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the previous woman had celebrated it. Yes, sure. <laughs> she, she shot her revolvers in the air. Right. She revered it. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so, you know, already I think this guy sucks. But, you know, of course he sucks. Uh, <laughs> Look, a gig's a gig. You're making the big bucks. Sure, absolutely. And everybody else on this commercial, unconditionally great. The lead of it was great. The director was super nice, funny, loved to listen to ideas, loved for improv and fun on the set, had a real good vision for this. I, you know, really liked everybody, except this one guy was just awful. And he, he kind of, 
he kind of persisted with this look at meanness. Uh, like asked everybody what their religion was. Asked everybody where they grew Wait, up. And he their... asked everyone what their religion. Yeah, he was? asked everybody what their religion was, which I, you know, uh, is <laughs> like just casually, like while we're waiting for a take, we'll ask you what your religion is. Okay. Uh, he just he's Zoroastrian, Zoroastrian, <laughs> Zoroastrian. And there was a, uh, and you know, so then it's annoying, but then. But then it took a turn. So there's a there's a black gentleman. In I presume the cast. it was a turn for the better. <laughs> uh, ooh, just wait. Okay. Um, there's a black gentleman in the cast. An African American. Eh, okay. Wait. <laughs> was it Fonsworth Bentley? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was not. Okay. Um, and so he's asking everybody where they grew up, and then he turns to the African American cast members like, "Did you grow up in a rough neighborhood?" And uh, African-American guy says, like, no, I grew up in Maine. Yes. <laughs> Not exactly, but like, but it was like, a, d- no, I grew up in Maine. Burlington, guy, Vermont. And then the guy, and then British guy says, oh, so they slinging a lot of crack there. Wow. Whoa. I'm sorry my British accent wasn't good, but Whoa! yes, he says, so he says this. So he says this. And like. With words? Yes. <laughs> Not just with his eyes. So I'm, you know. No, nobody says anything, uh, you know, African-American guy included, just, there, you know, a kind of a, a collective breath holding happens when he said that. Mm-hmm. So anyways, and so he, you know, so this is a two-day thing and this kind of obnoxious behavior I, really. I have yes, a question. Yeah. Do you think it's possible he was just looking for crack? <laughs> may, yeah, may have been. He may okay. have been a crack addict. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, he does this thing. He's rude to the costume ladies. He's, you know, he'll go to the bathroom between takes and nobody can find him. He just generally is awful. And there's this PA who he's called Ball Boy. Uh, and every time he'll talk about him, he'll do a gay voice. He'll go, where's Ball Boy? Oh, it's Ball. Where's Ball Boy? Oh, oh do you think God. he's shopping for antiques? Let's all see Ball Boy. And, he, you know, he limp wrists when he does it. And he just, like, is doing this to people you know this story ball boy ball boy yeah and the like that's the, a soccer term. like the pa is a, like a little bit you know he's like indie rock now hold on effeminate Matt a knows a lot bit. about gay stuff yeah <laughs> i said it's a soccer term oh okay yeah. or football as the british call it <laughs> right or it could be tennis they got ball boys that's also tennis, tennis, right that's actually even more common probably yeah so he's doing this so he's... those cute little shorts <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. that's my my uh my brother-in-law when he was a teenager he was a ball boy at the pilot pen not to sorry to no 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 this is this is, important. this is good <laughs> hold this on, is good hold on Jordan you have a brother There's that's a, great one of the warm up tournaments for the U S Open is in New Haven where my wife grew up and um, <laughs> so he was a ball boy at this at this thing every every summer and uh, my wife used to make fun of uh, my wife and uh, her other brother they're both older he's the youngest the ball boy is the youngest and and he used to they literally had to do this. Uh, just so that everybody knew, like, you know, in between points when things were going on, you hold them up in the air and go, I have balls. Uh. (laughs) And uh, that was uh, obviously uh, a great thing to make fun of. (laughs) I think I still, I think we still uh, maybe say beautiful. That's a beautiful moment. When when, if you're like 13 years old and you find out somebody does that, yeah, you go. Let's say you go to the tennis game. And you see, <laughs> you're a little you're, afraid. Uh, it's you're a little afraid it's going to be boring. You're yeah, 13. Right. You don't want to go to a tennis game. You want to sit around and listen to your records. You're <laughs> sick and tired of this Steffi Graf baloney. Sure, you're not ready for one of the funniest <laughs> <laughs> misuses of words ever. Yeah, you're bored with Michael Chang. Why can't he play the baseline game? <laughs> oh, Michael Chang could. That's all he could do. 
Oh, the baseline. Hate, wait, 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 which one's the, the baseline the game? <laughs> well, that's just he was not a powerful server, right? Yeah, he was a little guy. He was a little but guy. Did, yeah, he would just he would just hit Asian it. fella, if I recall. Yeah, he would just hit it from the baseline all day long. But oh, that's called the baseline game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's he? What he? Who couldn't something something serve and volley? Was that what uh, I should have said? Jesse, you're so yes. misinformed. Next, you're going to start telling us about how Guitar Hero leads the industry <laughs> in digital downloads. <laughs> they don't. It's Rock Band. <laughs> so, Jordan, uh, I cannot imagine that this man really said these words. Yes, he was actually saying this, and because I guess if you're like an if you're a commercial actor, yeah, there's no way to know that someone's terrible if they just comes in and does good in the audition. You're right. Sure. Totally. And and you know, a commercial audition is so brief. Like it's just. You know, sometimes you don't even say anything, but mostly it's you come in and say, you know, where's the coffee, you know, or something. And, if and then you nobody, leave. if just by chance, none of the auditioners mm-hmm. bring up Jews, then this guy's good as gold. Totally. And it's not like it's not like his reputation can follow him anywhere because no one. It's like how would that word get out? Like, oh, there's this British guy, don't cast. Him. Yeah, it's a sure he's awful. I guess if the casting directors, you know, maybe if they spoke more often, I think they should get together more often. These all these casting directors yeah. that I'm imagining in my head. <laughs> uh, Anyways, so yes, this guy is saying this, and it's 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 a between take moment, and he's doing this ball boy impression, and he's limp wristing around, and I I I I said, hey, you know, you should you should cool it on that. You don't know if there's you don't know there might be some there might be some gay people on the crew, and he says, oh. Well, I'm gay. I'm gay. Why are you hating? Are you hating on me? Are you hating on me because oh. I'm gay? And I said, no, I'm gay, and that really offends me. <laughs> um, he shut up. Uh, he didn't look me in the eye for the rest of the time. Nice. I overheard him saying to somebody, um, well, everyone's just so politically correct around here. Nobody can have a laugh. Nobody can have a laugh. Everybody's so politically correct. Uh, so I heard him doing that, didn't look me in the eye, uh, and I'm wondering if this was the correct thing to do. Well, and also if if not, like I'm sure people like this. I think this happens. I think people encounter like an older person who just Jordan. has that awful sense of humor. Like, yeah. what do you do? How I do you, think you. What do you do to that? Honestly, I think you made a mistake. Yeah, I Be- probably did. I'll tell you what. I tell you why I think you did. Okay. I think you waited too long. <laughs> I think you should have told him that you were black. At the crack comment. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm black. I know there's no blacks here. I know you think there's no blacks here. I was gonna. I'm say... a white South African. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I was just hoping that that story was going to end with you either giving him a swirly uh, or maybe maybe pantsing him. Or, yeah. I, I just I just feel like uh, there, there's no amount. Uh, he he needed to be he needed a, a real comeuppance, and I, I'm worried that you didn't like you did the right thing. It should have been violent, is what but you're it, saying. But I kind of I kind of wanted you to pull his pants down and kick him down a flight of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Jordan, I, I, let me ask you this question. Um, you obviously, as you freely admitted, did a rather vague English accent. Sure. Um, that was bad, too. I didn't know it would be that bad. When I was, when I was uh, kind of like going over the in story head, in my head, I had good. a flawless British okay, accent. So I was a real Pierce Brosnan in my head. Here's what I'm, here, here's what I'm trying, here's what sure. I'm, here's what I'm wondering about. Was it a Pierce brosnan English accent or more of a Terrence Stamp <laughs> Uh, Michael Caine English accent. Liverpudlian. <laughs> Liverpudlian. <laughs> I believe the word is Liverpudlian. Oh, excuse me. No, I think it's called a, a Manchestertonian. Sure. <laughs> uh, a Manchurian. <laughs> a Manchurian. <laughs> Big Binish. 
You're saying you're asking if he was working class or uh, yeah, was a, it a was snob. yeah was this guy uh, was this guy the kind of guy you'd expect to stick out his pinky while he sipped from his teacup and ate his I'm gonna crustless I'm gonna guess from the 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 way you did that bad accent that he was upper crust. This was soccer hooligan. Oh really? Yeah, really? Yeah, wow. yeah. So, no, no, no. It wasn't oi, oi, mate. It was no. I don't know. It was. I, no, would you say yeah. it was oi, oi, mate? <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> was it? Uh, uh, you guys are too young to remember that guy from the Energizer commercials. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Do you know him? <laughs> let's let's hear it. <laughs> there was a guy. Uh, this was just one of those things that in the '80s people loved anything from Australia. So like this <laughs> yeah. guy came along, and he was just this dumb muscle-bound <laughs> Australian guy. And he would just go, oi! <laughs> and I don't even remember his name. How did that so battery? He was a phenomenon. It was like, a, it was like Max Headroom. You guys yeah. know, you've I heard do of know Max, Max Headroom. Headroom. I remember Max This Headroom. guy was like Ma- Max Headroom was to Pepsi. This guy was to Energizer. For- did you guys have this problem when you were that age that you couldn't really distinguish between like forms of media and fiction and reality? I feel like this problem came up the most for me with Mr. T, who was traveling between media. Oh, God. He could, you could not pin him down. But yeah. I think a crossover television shows really perplexed me. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what, like uh, what was the one with Nell Carter? Wasn't she, didn't she go from one show to another yeah, show yeah. as the same character? Uh, no. You're, well, you're thinking of... Well, I mean, you might be thinking of... Well, Arnold from Happy Days, I know, was basically just on every show for a while. That was before. Yeah. Um, oh, well, he well, there was those all those Gary Marshall shows. Yeah. I think are somehow connected. They're in the same universe. He, like he insisted, he he was basically the Gary verse, like, <laughs> Gary the Gary Marshall verse. <laughs> he was really ahead of his would time. You, would you call it the Gary verse or the Marshall verse? Uh, no, the Marshall verse sounds like it takes place at the store Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> but the Gary verse, that's clear. Yeah. That you know, the Marshall verse is just the the set of uh, occurrences that could take place in discount retailer mm. Marshalls. But I'm worried that the Gary verse sounds too much like just everything that happens in the city of Gary, Indiana, <laughs> <laughs> or just anything that happens to a that could happen to a guy named Gary. Well, like for yeah. example, he goes to the barber shop and has his mustache trimmed. Honestly, the first thing I thought when you said. Gary verse was Gary Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> and who wouldn't? Yeah. Who wouldn't think of the biting satire of Doonesbury? <laughs> or Gary Unmarried on CBS. <laughs> I, I mean, the show hasn't gone on for long enough to establish right. that mythology, but I think once they get into, but you know... Within you know the, in the production question. office, they, I'm sure they call it the Gary verse. Yeah, right, I They've know. got their Gary Bible. Like, sure, exactly. Well, the, would the this man, happen to a Gary? It doesn't make it in the show, but you know that information is It's just is something there. he carries inside of him. Sure. He was molested as a child. <laughs> Jay Moore's character was molested. I know a lot about the show uh, Gary Unmarried because our friend Al Madrigal was on it. Oh, okay. uh, there was a pretty dramatic switch in the Garyverse uh, when Al Madrigal got fired along with everyone else on the show besides Jay Moore. Oh, no. <laughs> and including the writers and everyone. They did a reboot? The, and they, they, they completely rebooted it. Oh, so boy. the whole first season was just a dream. Well, yeah. <laughs> One of those things. Here's the thing. I mean, if you've got, if you've got a likable talent like Jay Moore... <laughs> You want you to build a show around him. You, you cannot. You cannot accept failure. If it doesn't work the first time, just go back to the drawing board. Do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and you know what? Uh, you know what I think it needed. Ah, shit! I can't. What's that woman that's married to David Duchovny? Uh, Robert Redford. <laughs> <laughs> 
think that's a callback to a joke that we were talking about before the show started, yeah. Jordan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my God, it you're totally right. was. Busted. I thought we were on microphone when we were talking about uh, it. That's so that totally funny. Really, but you guys thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it Robert was Redford. funny. Well, you're going to America, you're just going to have to take our America number one. Why are all of you listening to this podcast? Yeah. That's a first. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Um, I'm glad they picked this one, though. Well, you you got a chance to plug your business, uh, reading scripts. Right. If you need a script read, actually do not call me because I'm trying to get out of that. You're getting out of the business. What you gonna you gonna start a new new business? Dog walker. (laughs) No, I'm get yourself a Honda Element. Become a lesbian. Yeah. Start walking dogs. You got to wrap the element. That's too. You got to get a wrap. There might might be lesbians here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, Mr. D- Lesbian is here. Just because your wife went to Sarah Lawrence doesn't mean you get to throw that word around willy-nilly. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone at Sarah Lawrence really is a lesbian. Yeah, I know. Why do you think they named it that? <laughs> my, my wife has so many lesbian friends. Jesse, are you a beard? <laughs> yeah, I think I am. Oh, man. And, and frankly, she for I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. As proven by the way you phrased that sentence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she for I. Jordan, uh, getting... Wait, was that in your vows, by the way? <laughs> getting back to... <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I promise to tell people that I have sex with this with this man. And she for I. <laughs> oh, I just meant the... Is, was the phrase she for I in your vows? Because it sounds very formal and uh, like... Churchy. No, but it, it was in like the uh, power chant of my 1980s cartoon series. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wait, we never... Got I got to explain what Nell Carter did. Okay. Or or didn't do. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What I was going to say is the the maid from... Uh, let me think. the made from different strokes uh-huh went i to, definitely watched different strokes she went to be the um the house mother on uh on get uh on what's the what's happening no the the show with the girls at the boarding school um you take the good you take Facts the bad okay Facts of that. she was on that no there's another show that i'm thinking of there was a show where a mom was in the ghetto on one of the shows but then she was uh, uh, the the maid of a rich family or something okay, like that in a of, different show. Yeah, that that's Marla Gibbs, who was on okay. the Jeffersons. She okay. was the maid on the Jeffersons, and okay. then she was the mother on 227, but they were not the no, same No, I, because I, I didn't watch those. Those are 70s shows. Uh, it was 80s. an 80s show. Okay. <laughs> Nell Carter was on Give Me a Break. Give Me a Break! But I, I think that's what I'm thinking of. I don't of. think that's spun off of anything. I, 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 well, that's the problem. I couldn't distinguish between reality and fiction. Right. And, of course, she was living in my real house at the time. Of course. She was your maid. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. <laughs> we were extraordinarily rich. Are you Joey Lawrence? <laughs> <laughs> we made her an offer. She that's why you don't see her acting much anymore. She gets the real money. She knows yeah, the real money sure. is. Is being a domestic keeping, help at the Thorn, the Thorn household. Family. That reminds me, I didn't have the problem you're talking about, where not distinguishing <laughs> reality from fictional sitcoms, but I did have the problem where when I was really young, I didn't understand that the uh, like the opening sequence of a show uh, is the same every week, but I thought that was just part of the show. And so when Nell Carter, she sticks the vacuum cleaner in a fish tank accidentally at the beginning of Give Me a Break. Sure. Like she's leaning over and she goes, oops, and it starts sucking up all the... And I was like, every week she lets that happen. Come on. <laughs> Why won't you learn? <laughs> Horrible. She, she was thick. Thick-headed. Yeah. yeah. Um, she was also thick uh, mm-hmm. in the other sense of the term. <laughs> Tell me about it. A whole lot of women. Hello. <laughs> um, Jordan. Yes. 
I don't know if what you did was morally correct. Sure. Might not have been. There might. Sure. I, I, I Especially really, with all these politically correct types running around. I know. But no one you, likes to have a laugh. My question is, were you the hero of the set that day? <laughs> like, was, was everyone like, thank you for... Well, I don't know, because here's the thing. They don't... They A, the, the other people on the set had never met Jordan besides the audition. Right. So they don't know that he's straight. That's a good point. Number one. So they but don't still know calling that, him on it. I mean, either way, he you called know, I, him on I, it, shit. I didn't do it in a big public way. We were just, oh. it was just kind of between. That's even we worse. Were, he was just kind of standing next to each other. And I, I think he didn't joke around for the rest of the shoot. I'm so, and I don't, I, I didn't, you know, anyway. Jordan. I'm a little disappointed in you. Jordan, yeah, I, I sh- I sh- you should have made. I, a it scene. should have been a slam. Yeah, you, you should have been, and I should have gone. Oh, <laughs> you should have got. You guys should have had a cipher where you, everyone was rapping, <laughs> yeah. and then you just uh, took him down. Everyone was building. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was building knowledge. Um, Jordan, I, I mean, for one thing, you missed the opportunity to do something really gay to punctuate your point. That's <laughs> yeah. something that the gay community has that those of us in the straight community do not have is the ability to do something really gay after we say something for em- emphasis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like, know, you mean like snapping in the air? Any of the, I mean, there's a variety of things, and I'm. But treating I want to be clear. Treating a dog like a child. I want to be clear. <laughs> I want to be clear that uh, I, I certainly don't believe that all uh, gay men participate in these things. Right. Uh, relatively few do, but all I'm saying is. <laughs> but when they that do, it's they really can good. if they want to. Yeah. You see what I'm sure. saying? If they have a situation come up where they need to do that, mm-hmm. they have that arrow in their quiver right and jordan you built a quiver on your back with that arrow in it and then just left it in there yeah oh and but you know i i think i was also just i i'm pretty self-conscious that i can't pass as gay like i don't seem like a oh you could pass as don't gay. worry about that at all okay yeah, you're fine <laughs> no, you're all set i think you can and absolutely even, pass that's as not gay. even that's not even a slam i'm just saying you uh you this you, is 2009 sure yeah you you're a uh, you keep you you you're well kept. Well, you keep yourself. <laughs> this this Look, coming from a man who on the podcastathon saw Jordan wearing underwear that he got for free promotional that was, underwear that, that was the wrong size. <laughs> that was a that was a, a, a low moment. But I'm just saying you're you're ever you got a nice pair of jeans on. You got a nice. This must be a Christmas sweater. This is. I mean, this is. I'm. Uh, this is about as nice as I'll look. Yeah, but uh, it's 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 okay. totally within reason that you could be <clears throat> like a. A good-looking young gay man. You know, I feel like every um, every straight guy has the story that they tell kind of proudly about the time the gay guy hit on them. Right, right, right. They're like, I know, okay, I'm not, you know, and it'll be like with that kind of like, I'm totally not gay tone, but this one time there was this dude, and he's like, can I buy a drink? And I had to say, sorry, I'm not gay. I don't have that. I feel mm-hmm. like every single straight guy has it, but I don't. You know, like, I've I never feel, been. I feel kind of bad. I feel when people tell that story, I feel kind <laughs> of bad about it because – in my life, I have been presumed to be gay so many times, like oh, so many times. Like at your wedding when you were saying your vows. <laughs> dozens yeah, and the- dozens and dozens of times people have presumed that I was gay. Mm-hmm. Never has a gay man presumed that I was gay. <laughs> they know I'm not gay. Right. To them, it's obvious that I'm well, not gay. There's, there's- so I've never been hit on by a gay man. I've never had a gay man think that I was gay. Right. As many women... And straight men as have assumed that I was gay and have, like, professed to me, surprised that I wasn't gay, out loud, in an inappropriate manner. (laughs) 
Uh, I have never had that experience where a gay guy hits on you and you're like, well, I'm not gay. And he's like, oh, what can I do? You're just so handsome. And you're like, oh, thanks. Well, <laughs> let's have a drink. Yeah. That's never happened to me either. But there's two different things. And I think the the thing that you hear people bragging about more is the gay man not caring if you're gay or not and just hitting on you anyway. They, <laughs> yeah. They're not presuming you're gay. They're just hoping you're open to experimentation. Sure. Uh, but yeah, like because the, I think most people, most uh, gay or straight, most reasonable people have a, a decent sense of like a, a, a vibe. You know, if they're talking to someone, they can maybe sense like, okay, we have a rapport. I can sort of see, you know, only the truly socially inept would be like, uh, gee, do you want to have sex with me? I don't care if you're gay or not. Like, just, that, that's not that, that's not regular. Uh, that's not normal. One time, a I'm guy showed me his dick. Was that, that gay? <laughs> uh, where was that? I have done poppers. That was, that was in a gay bar. Oh, okay. Well, that, that's that's fine. Then. That's normal, right? Yeah. It's like watching the football game type situation. Sure, Jordan. I, what I, I'm okay. saying is, I'm not sure if what you did was moral. Um, but I do think that it's one of the best things I've ever known anyone to do. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, hey, I, well, th- I, then I want to ask in the, this. In like, the same way that, the... like, for example, James Brown beat his wives. Yeah. I, I, still, I still love James Brown. Okay. So it's not – and I – so I think in the same way, I'm not going to – I'm just not going to engage the morality. Okay. Of, so you're saying like James Brown? So when James it was, Brown it's immoral beat, his wives, to beat his wives, but it was amazing. It was, how, it was the good. way he, you should have seen how he did it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the, he halfway would, through, he would kneel. <laughs> someone would put a cape on him. That's he right. would throw off the cape and keep beating the wives. <laughs> and then like he would beat them so hard, he would sweat through his shoes. I don't know if you yeah. guys know that. He literally <laughs> lost 20 pounds of weight just per in beating. sweat per beating. He's the hardest working man in beating. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did you, did, He's a sex machine who also beats. <laughs> did you guys know that if one of his He's bats... He's the godfather of beating. If, if one of his bats Wait missed a, a swing, he would find it $100? <laughs> <laughs> nice. His beaten bats. Anyway, go ahead, so, so Okay, so I think he what I did... He has a belt buckle that says GFOB. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was during his mustache period. Ah... <laughs> uh. Um. <laughs> do you think that do you think that guy came in before each time he abused his wife and said, "Ladies and gentlemen, please, please welcome the hardest beaten man in show business, Mr. Yes. Please, Soul please, beater please, number one. Don't beat me. <laughs> give me some more. Don't give me some more. Stop beating me. Please stop. Please, 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 don't beat me. <laughs> Let a man get up." And beat his wife. <laughs> Bewildered by the beating. Papa's got a brand new beating. <laughs> it's a man's world to beat his wife in. <laughs> James Brown! Yeah. You guys, I don't know if you've heard the original recording of uh, James Brown beating his wife at the Apollo. But it's, it is amazing. <laughs> I mean, if you can get that on vinyl, like a nice, heavy stock vinyl. (laughs) Good printing. By all means, do it. Got to get it in mono. That's what you intend. Oh, yeah. And don't get that shit at Best Buy. That's a a reissue. You got to get the original. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Sorry, Jordan. So what I'm saying, I think, is that it was a great move. Okay. So, Okay. So I think what I did was crass. And while it shut the guy up, 
you know, no one is any better off. Like, you know. Yeah, it kind of it kind of didn't it didn't quite have the effect because he was still annoying the shit out of everyone. Yeah, I mean, he's still, you know, I, I don't know. So, so I guess my question is, when you do encounter this, usually, I mean, old... what Jordan? One sure. mistake you did make, yeah, and this is an honest mistake that you did make, <laughs> is that you asserted that the reason he shouldn't say horrible homophobic things was there might be a gay person <laughs> yeah, around. That, that was a sure. weird way to say it. Sure. I have to be totally, honest. totally. totally. And I'm sure me. it was in the moment you were just trying to say something that wasn't too aggressive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I didn't. Sure, it's like, listen, dude, I know they're fucking hilarious. I know they're hilarious when they mince around with their right. little dog. But come on, yeah, exactly, sure. And I, yeah, I was just trying to, I, 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 You're trying to give him a hint. Basically. I didn't, wa- yeah, I just thought that would be enough for him right. to stop doing the joke, and I could stop being right. ter- horrified and concentrate on. But you're saying, what do you do yeah, when there's so- a, a clueless middle-aged person who? Is politically incorrect, and you just want them to stop. To be fair, this guy—it seems like this guy was also bigoted. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, this is yeah. Sure, this is someone. This is an awful person with psychological problems. <laughs> right. Yeah. But saying politically incorrect—that's the I, wrong but term. But I think that, I'm you know, politically like, incorrect. And I mean, to, like, that's to say nothing uh, of leading the British army through the desert of Arabia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you give him? Do you cut him some slack for that? I mean, that's kind of like you know what I'd give a hero. You, you know what I'd cut him some slack for. Was he wearing Gurkha shorts? Because I love Gurkha shorts. <laughs> instead of instead of a belt, it has a belt built into it with buckles on the side. Yeah, Gurkha shorts. You can adjust those buckles. You can like adjust that. the buckles. Oh, yeah. you bet. You bet. They cross over in the front and buckle at the side. Gurkha shorts. Anyway, I'm sorry, Jordan. I no, interrupted no, that's you. That's okay. Um, I was hoping. I, think, yeah. I was hoping. I knew you guys were going to talk about Soul Calibur. I thought maybe me and Matt could talk about Gurkha <laughs> shorts. I don't know why you think I'm in on Gurkha shorts. Mm, yeah, let's talk about Gurkha shorts. You like Gurkhas? Nope. Desert boots. Mm, Fifth no. helmet. Yes. <laughs> okay. None of that other shit. We found some Pith common helmet. ground. Yes. Pith helmet. I can. I never really thought about this, but you're supposed to run at somebody oh, with your I'm head sorry, down Jordan. Right, and stab Pith them. Helmet. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Jordan, go ahead. Uh, so I think usually when this comes, this kind of thing comes up. It's like you know, it's an uncle or something at dinner, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, and, and it's just the person trying to be funny, mm-hmm. uh-huh. but accidentally being awful. Mm-hmm. Like, so what? What's the protocol other than saying you're the thing they're making fun of to make them feel awful? Well, here's one thing. I mean, my uncle thinks that I'm gay. So if he's when he Still? does that, when he does that, it's an act of aggression. <laughs> Sure. He still thinks you're gay? <laughs> um, no, no, none of my family members. Okay. They don't even know gay people. My cousin, what? my cousin, I talked about this on, I talked about this on, well, I have an aunt who, who lives in the, here's the thing. My, my father doesn't have a lot of family alive. Uh, my mother has uh, three sisters, one of whom lives in the Bay Area, two of whom live in the uh, Washington, D.C. area in Virginia. And uh, my mom's sister who lives in the Bay Area is a militant lesbian. Mm-hmm. Le- sincerely militant. Um, not that she... She ha- has weapons. She, <laughs> she has a stockpile of weapons for yeah. the lesbian, the coming lesbian <laughs> conflict. She, I, I love my aunt a lot and, and is probably one of the family members I'm closest to, but she had to make me an honorary woman in order to like me. Yeah. I swear to God, when I was like eight. Okay. It's real, true story. Starting to understand why people think you're gay. Okay, so um, so that's that's that one member of the family. The other mm-hmm. two, one of them lives in Arlington, and she is a real estate agent, mm-hmm. and is just about what you might imagine a real estate agent in Arlington, Virginia, would be like. Um, in good ways and bad, a great lady, a suburban. Oh, the, literally American. the most suburban person I've ever known in my entire life. 
I don't, I know, again, no ill will toward her at all. She's a great lady. But there you go. And my other aunt lives in uh, Fredericksburg, Virginia, which is not that far away, but a world away. Mm-hmm. A world away from Washington D.C. My cousin, Does she uh, sling crack. My cousin mm. came to visit me. Did I talk about what my about my cousin coming to visit me on Jordan Jesse Go Jordan? My cousin comes to visit me. We have dinner with him. We find out. Yeah, he works in a coal mine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Works in a coal mine. Is he a canary? Because so. <laughs> get him out of there. Yeah. <laughs> if he is. He might go one one day. He'll go one step too far. Sure. Um. So yeah, they don't know any guys. Gotcha. Um. Anyways. But the but the way to deal with it, I see. I don't know because I uh, avoid conflict at all costs. So I would just yeah. I would just sort of, I think in my head, be like, um, I'm not gonna laugh or respond to this, and that will send the message like, oh, this guy, my silence says volumes. he's going to just be burning with shame when I don't laugh at his joke. <laughs> yeah, right. And then the reality is that not, you know. Totally doesn't register. And would you? Keeps happening. Would you try and shoot daggers from your eyes? Oh yeah. Well, no, I wouldn't even from go that far because that's that's <laughs> aggressive. That's uh-huh. that, those daggers can hurt. Would you just skulk, skulk away? <laughs> Is that possible? No, I think I'd probably just roll my eyes and then laugh about it with my wife later. Did you know that there's skunks in my neighborhood? I see skunks <laughs> on the street in in the city of Los Angeles. What's a skink? <laughs> what is a skink? It's something. Are we playing we word games? What it is. <laughs> we is, are. Yeah, this is... Pick a number in your head. Don't tell me what it is. Five. Just have sex with me. <laughs> I will. Good. Because my I magic am, trick. I am gay. Uh, if you have any little nieces and nephews, yes, here's a joke you can tell. I do. Um, I, yes. So, so you're wondering, Jordan, how you how, what the best way to handle yeah, that situation like, do, is? Do you? Just, I mean, I feel like when I hear it, I just assume that this person <coughs> is so set in their ways that anything I say let, is let me, just. Let me try one annoying. thing on you. Yeah, like, sure, because sure, like sure. I, like I just said, I, I, I'm too cowardly to do this, but but we can. It's is a safe place right here. We're just doing so some role play. Let's yeah, sure, let's, sure. let's role play it. But but first, I want to. I'm be, Batman. You're Batgirl. <laughs> you're Commissioner. Gordon. Yes. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why is this ba- is going to get sexy pretty fast. I, I automatically don't like this because Batgirl shouldn't be in this universe. That's just she's a cheesy character. Like, let's get her out of there. Let's. You can be. Uh, oh, Batgirl needs to be in this. Number one, <laughs> Wait, Batgirl well then, needs to be in this universe. And number two, why? Because in this your, universe, your aunt wanted you to be a well, girl. Well, then who will eventually be the Oracle, Matt? <laughs> oh God, I don't know. But here, I just want to. You be the guy. I hope that's right. <laughs> Um, you, you please like, do not email me. Email Jordan. <laughs> we, email his email address is not public, but email him. Don't bother me with your Batman-related emails. <laughs> just, just be the guy, and I'm going to be what, what I think maybe okay. a, a better way to handle this uh, hey, would be. Hey, mate. Mexicans are a certain way. Dude, you're not funny. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Is that is that? Yeah, too... maybe closer. I think the dude softens it a little. Yeah, I, wor- I worked a lot on this, you guys. Uh, I-, I was sent this transcript of this because this is all scripted, right? Uh, and I-, I studied the transcript and I, I thought long. It's and hard, well, How am I technically, do this? it's retro scripted. Yeah, we perform it first and <laughs> script it. Type it up. Do some punch I'll up. I'll read it. Yeah. So I've been working on this for a, f- a couple of months actually, and I think that's the way to go. Okay. Thoughts? I would start a fight with him. Okay, like a fist fight. Jordan, you've seen me start fights with people. Oh, sure. As yeah. long as there's not going to be any so I, violence yeah, involved, I, I, I'm all too happy to start I've a fight with someone. I've never seen that, and I can't imagine you doing it. Really? How does that work? Can you really not imagine me starting a fight? Because that's very kind of you. If you, mean, if you believe that, then... If you mean on the internet, then I totally believe oh, it. Oh, <laughs> but what I'm like on the internet is what I'm like in real life. 
I don't. That's <laughs> weird. I've I've never really seen you. Uh, well, that's because in real life, way. I don't have to deal with internet bullshit. <laughs> really, like even at the Matt, store, wait, you don't see someone who's. What are some, what are some times flaming that, you? What what are some times? <laughs> what are some times that we interact? We interact at a social occasion, sure. a holiday party. We interact in uh, a uh, in a podcast context. We interact at, when we see each other at a comedy show. Mm-hmm. We're enjoying ourselves. Right. None of those situations involve anyone uh, uh, being a dick to me mm-hmm. or saying something uh, racist, sexist, classist. All right. All right. So now I'll be the guy and you be you being how you deal with assholes or racist people. You okay. You ready? So – you can, what, you, you can use my racist joke. Is Jordan Poison Ivy? <laughs> Jordan is uh, the Riddler. Yes. Um, but the Jim Carrey Riddler. Okay. Uh, I can, can I be that. the... I so you that. have to like do... You have to do other characters within the Riddler. <laughs> right, the Riddler. <laughs> for no <sure>. reason. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I be Chris O'Donnell Robin? Um, I just love Chris O'Donnell. Wait, I have a better idea. Can I be LL Cool J from NCIS Los Angeles? <laughs> oh my God. You know... No, you cannot, <laughs> because that's... LL Cool J from Deep Blue Sea. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. And I'll be the shark. <laughs> can I be Can I be Jerome from Purple Rain, the guy who holds the mirror? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You can be whoever you want later, but now I want you to be you dealing with a racist asshole. Right, okay. Me, Jerome from Purple Rain, dealing with a racist asshole. Okay. Well, I, I kind of missed your joke because I was gearing up for my thing. It was something about Mexicans. Oh, I just said Mexicans <laughs> are a certain way. That's it's a non-joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to your original sure, sure, yeah, uh, story and be more uh, truthful to the character and say, um, oh, "Bald boy, where's the bald boy?" I don't think that's appropriate. What do you mean? I'm just having fun. I think you're being homophobic. I don't like it. I would start shit. I would start a fight Wait in a, a job. Are we still in character? No, <laughs> this is weird. I, I broke out of character. No, no. Who, who are you talking to? No, I'm LL. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Get down. <laughs> I'm sure he tells people to get down a lot right. on that show. That's what he does on the show. Yeah. Um, uh, I and I, but I mean, because he's about to start a, a dancing and rapping. And here's the thing: like when I, I mean, for somebody that uh, that is is liberal with the uh, gay slurs as I am on this program, um, you do uh, it with love, though. You... I, oh, since oh, absolutely. I'm, yeah. I'm not even as a joke. Yeah, and, and people know that. Yeah, no, I think that's true. I think that's why no one is upset by it. But um, uh, for someone who is like that, I have an absolute surfeit of self-righteousness in those, in those areas. Sure. And I'll bust it out. You, I'll bust out some American studies-ass shit on people. Yeah, I mean. If, if it comes up, I will do it. But, I don't, but what I wonder is if, if I was going to lose my job would I still or, – or if I could – it would be hard to lose your job. But if I was going to make everything awful for something that had an end date, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's the right. thing. You know that in 24 hours, this is all over. Sure. Yeah, I would just, I would probably just suck it up and again, try to walk away from it. I think I might not suck it up. And I want to be clear here. When I say that I would not suck it up, I'm not saying this because I am such a great person who always fights the good fight. I'm saying this, this is a character flaw. You're a, you're a belligerent SOB. <laughs> I'm belligerent. I am a belligerent man. Yeah, that's weird. I did not know that about you. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll start some shit. Don't fuck with me, Belknap. Well, I kind of want to now just to see what will happen. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably be cool. Yeah. I mean, maybe Max FunCon we can now, like, throw here's, down. Now, here's a secondary part of it, though. If it looks like violence is going to start up, oh, I'm out of there. Yeah. I'm crying. Right, right. You <laughs> I will literally cry. Start You're, crying. You curl up into a ball and roll away. 
Yeah. I'll, no, I've, I'll fucking, I'll take it to 10 unless there's violence involved. Yeah. I once accidentally made a girl cry in Junior State of America. <laughs> but, wow. But if there's violence, I'm terrified of violence. Have you ever been punched? Yes. Really? I have never been punched. I, I guess punched I've been punched, but not like, not in like, in, in a real way, like in a real, like, this I've is a I've never fight. been in a, I've never been in a fight. As somebody, this is something we talked about on Jordan's video before, but once somebody just punched me in the face walking down the street. Oh, a total stranger. Yeah. Wow. But it wasn't a fight because I just started crying. They laughed at me and then kept walking. <laughs> How old were you? Uh, f- maybe 15. Wow. 13, maybe. Thir- somewhere between 13 and have 15. You, have you been no, in a fight? No, not 15. I'm going to say 13. Uh, yeah. You know, I was, in a, I was in a playground fight in fourth grade. Okay. Um, yeah. And the punches were thrown. And- yeah. There was, there was, there was punching and... and mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I, I, yeah. could see, I could see where, Jordan, where you wouldn't want to get into a fight because you have, number one, the killer instinct. And sure. number two, the karate... I have played Killer Instinct. <laughs> I have both Killer Instinct games. <laughs> number two, the karate skills. <laughs> sure. Because I, I know you were a karate student. Yeah. Um, but man, have you, have you ever studied the martial arts? No. So, But I've studied Marshall Mathers, uh, <laughs> his lyrics, his work. He's very aggressive. And as an American studies major, I read a lot of Marshall McLuhan. Wait, man, <laughs> would you back me up if I started making more specific Killer Instinct references? Oh, sure, absolutely. <laughs> if I started talking about Fulgore. <laughs> yeah, no. you know, that was a game that I never had uh, an N64 or whatever it was on. Was it Super Nintendo or N64? Yeah, Super the uh, first one was on Super Nintendo, yeah. and then uh, the second one was on Can N64. we please? Yeah. But it was please. in the arcade, too. Yeah, that's, that's where I honed please. my Killer Excuse Instinct skills. <laughs> John, I had please. fun with the... The home version. I'm sorry, but guys. Like, please, I got good. I'm sorry. Can we please talk about baseball stars? Can we just <laughs> meet halfway and talk about the SNK Listen, crushers? Let me finish my jag about saber. Wolf. I'm trying to talk <laughs> about S A B R E W U L F. I'm trying to talk Both about parts of the world. American dreams <laughs> yeah. versus ninja black socks here. Um, it's Jordan Jesse go. We haven't. We, I feel like we haven't resolved anything. No, except no. that Matt found out about my dark side. I've, I'm glad, Matt. I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you think I'm. I'm the, it had my, to come out someday. The, the my greatest terror in my life, personally, is that people will think of me as being a, like a belligerent bully. That's your that, that you, you that you're terrified of that. That's the thing that I will, that I'm most afraid of. Well, I'm most self conscious. about Then you're it. doing great because I don't think anyone thinks that. Thank you. Jordan, shut know, up. We'll know. be back in just a second. <laughs> I, I was just going. I was shut just gonna up. I was shut just, up. Okay. Oh, is this what you're talking about? I see the rage coming. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Matt Belknap. Some other thing. <laughs> what about this? How do you like this? The voice. <laughs> I got a, I got a weird like for a guy who really doesn't need or deserve a nickname. I've got a lot like <laughs> over the years, and especially. <laughs> I, that's, I would say that uh, you're friends with our friend Jimmy Pardo, mm-hmm. your co-host on uh, the uh, script reading podcast. <laughs> We're not funny, <laughs> and uh, I, I would imagine that one of the primary benefits of working with Jimmy Pardo is he's always making up a new nickname for you. Yeah, I mean, there's really been the two big ones, which is um, the producer, which yeah. is just my job title, <laughs> right. not really a nickname, actually, now that I think about it. And then the entrepreneur, which is just a joke. 
because <laughs> I'm not an entrepreneur. You don't have an entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. Well, I might have the spirit. I just don't have the skills. Okay. <laughs> You've, to be fair, you have tried to get a small business loan before. Uh, you know, that's what's funny. I do technically run a small business, and yet I didn't get a loan. And, and I wonder now why I didn't, and maybe I should have. It just seemed like a lot of hassle. Hmm. Should have gotten, gotten a loan to finance this whole operation. Yeah, I just didn't need it. Like, what do you need? Uh, you've got to, you run a business here. You've got the equipment. You, didn't ever, you never took a loan out. Oh, you wouldn't believe the loans I took out, my friend. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Are you, I'm in hock. Are you really deep? Are my you, all, my grandmother's jewels are at the pawn shop right now. Oh, jeez. I had to buy microphones. I, I'll tell you. You know, you know how, you know how uh, uh, I ended up uh, in debt that I couldn't pay back? Microphone flags. <laughs> you and your microphone so, flags. Nick, a producer of the Sound, uh, editor of the Sound of Young America, Nick White, yeah. tells me, if we want to look professional on camera at the Sundance Film Festival, we need microphone flags. I'm like, no, what the big, fuck is a, a microphone? Number one, I don't even know what a microphone flag is. He explains to me it's the thing with the logo that sticks onto the microphone. Right. So Probably costs $12. And here's the thing. I'm with Jordan on this. That sounds fun. I'd yeah. love to have my own microphone no, flag. No, you know, they're actually they're very expensive. Okay. Right? There's only a so, handful of people that make them. And, uh, I Google microphone flags. I call these people up. These things cost $60 each. I'm going to spend a hundred, and I, hmm. I'm already in. I've already convinced myself to yeah. do this. I'm going to spend $180 on microphone flags. I didn't why even you know need, what why they were. Why do you need were. more than one? Because there's more than one microphone. What? Why? Well, it's not just going to be Jesse's model. It's not like uh, uh, Alistair Cook on America. I pictured you walking uh, around the snow-filled streets of uh, whatever, Park City, and it's just you, cameraman, and you're sticking microphones in people's faces. Oh, what no, are you, no. What are you doing? What are oh, you doing? we've got a ski chalet studio set up. Mm. Okay, so that's weird. Like, I think in that setting, a microphone flag is kind of, uh, I don't want to say gauche, but I am going to say it. Gauche. It, the microphone flag is for... I'm going to say, get I'm a gonna say it's a little bit... Get a couple Yves, loves. Yves Saint Laurent, <laughs> Reeve gauche. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a little, um, how you say... Yves Saint Laurent home. <laughs> uh, how you say Coco Chanel? Access <laughs> uh, <yeah>. Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, I'm picturing your mics are going to be on stands, right? Yeah, well, they're but they're going to be on table stands. Okay, I guess in that yeah, okay, in that case it makes it works. Okay, I'm back in. I'm back in. But I just feel like okay, my entrepreneurial spirit is kicking in, and I feel right. like now we need to start a business for all these web series and web shows and all this stuff. Where people have small budgets, but they still need a microphone flag that would cost five cents to make if hmm. you could just hook up with the manufacturer. Let's start making microphone flags, guys. Come on. You're, let's, you break, let's break big microphone flag down. <laughs> <laughs> bring them to their knees. Yeah, then we go after big steel. The did big you, three. That, did, you know sure. that, did you know that in uh, Venezuela, Hugo Chavez has nationalized <laughs> microphone flags? <laughs> As well he should. Because the indigenous people need flags for their microphones. Yes. And the colonialists won't let them have them. Ugh. It's insane. The tale as old as time. It's outrageous. A song as old as rhyme. (laughs) Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Matt, we try not to sing a lot on our podcast. I know that's. uh, I'm sorry. I have to bring my own uh, my own flavors. Sure. No. No. Yeah. I look. I'm dressed as Angela Lansbury from the <laughs> film Beauty and the Beast. So I just it was couldn't, at the top of his I mind. couldn't hold my tongue any longer. It had um, to come out. Uh, you know, Matt, on our program, uh, I know, look, I'm a realist. I understand that you and Jimmy don't listen to our show. I, I just don't have the time. I'd love to listen look, to it. Look, I understand. Jordan doesn't listen to our show. Jordan's, no. Jordan's not I don't a, listen to my own show. Jordan's not listening to me right now. Hey, Jordan. 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 
Hey Matt, do uh, you remember Fulgore? <laughs> yeah. See, this is what I'm talking about. Combo break. On our show, <laughs> what? On our show, we have a segment called Momentous Occasions, where we ask our listeners to call in when something amazing is happening to to them, mm-hmm. uh, to share that thing with us. And uh, we've got some great uh, momentous <laughs> occasions here uh, to share. What? And we have to listen uh, to them. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love it's better than listening to Pat Francis. To be fair, <laughs> wow, that's not true. Pat Francis, yeah. man, I you know what? It's the opposite of fair. Uh, Pat just took a shot at the guy who's not here. <laughs> when, Bat, when when Bat, when Pat Francis was at Max Fun, did you just call him Bat Francis? <laughs> Because that's actually his credit when he writes on the Halloween episodes of The Simpsons. I had never had the chance to spend any time with Pat Francis. Mm-hmm. Uh, great guy. He is. Super nice. Super, super nice, nice, funny, cool guy. But he also has a dark side like you. He seems really? super nice, but then he can... What's his dark side? Well, he just gets. He, he, <laughs> let's he, say someone accident. Let's say someone jokingly insulted him on a podcast. <laughs> that could could end badly for you, but like it, it is like you're saying, like like I you have, are. I, I love. I think Pat Francis is. He's really a great. sweet guy. He's. I think he's. I think he's great on your show. Yeah, he's he's funny. He's affable. He's laid back. But like, if you set him off on something, the wrong topic, wrong day. Well, you may have even heard it on our show. He he doesn't like Michael Jackson, <laughs> and uh, got very angry when I I stood up for the side of the argument that says we don't know what happened. I remember I had to stop listening because I I love Michael Jackson. Yeah, and you know what? Here's the truth. And my self righteous side was kicking in in favor of my man Michael. Well, the thing was, I had been reading your feverish posts <laughs> in the days following Michael Jackson's death, and I was like, I got you worked up. Well, I was like, Jesse's taking it. Uh, pretty hard and and uh and maybe getting a little too maybe getting a little nutty about this whole thing but i i was i kind of had your but perspective to, in mind and i, I felt be, like i needed I to defend be clear. it i want to be clear matt number one i appreciate you defending me number two not you I, but just that I side made, of the argument i made a mike i made a michael jackson podcast that i think made it clear that i wasn't going batty it was very balanced yeah i meant to listen to that but i just the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure let's go to momentous occasions huh, gang? yeah Hey, Jordan, Jesse Go. This is Donovan in Austin with a uh, momentous occasion. I was walking down the street today uh, and saw a guy wearing a nice um, black and white small print uh, houndstooth sports jacket, and I was rather impressed by it. So as past him, I kind of looked sideways at him because I wanted to see what else he details. was wearing. Well, as I looked at him, he looks at me directly back in the eyes, and I continue walking past him because I, I feel uncomfortable now. And he starts singing Shine On You Crazy Diamond by uh, Pink Floyd. Sings about a bar of it, and then from behind me yells, Do you like that song? Um, there's a lot of crazy people downtown Austin. I did not think he was one of them. Uh, I went back to work, and later he walked by the window, and as he walked by, he kind of looked at me and did a weird little kind of slinky like dance step past the store. So um, uh, anyway, that's it. Do you think... <laughs> I misunderstood this segment <laughs> right out of the gate. Do not know why you that's You thought it momentous. was supposed to be momentous. I don't know. I, Mariel, Mariel, our, our uh, uh, great intern here at Maximum Fun World Headquarters, mm-hmm. screened this week's calls. I am going to... You I'm didn't gonna, even bother to listen to these before? She screened them. 
And you trust I'm, her. I want a fresh response. Okay. okay. Here's my fresh yeah. response. I like the fact that he works right in front of a window where the guy can do a dance past it. I think he works on the Austin Today Show. <laughs> I think he's the... I Good think morning, he, Austin. I think he's the... Uh, uh, what's the fat guy with the, with the weather? Al Roker. Al Roker. He's I not fat Al anymore. I, I think he's the Al yeah, Roker Al of Roker Austin. Al Roker looks great. Yeah, he's just... Now he's just pleasantly plump. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I I'm going to guess... You, I, you, you think, know that I haven't been tweeting about Al Roker, right? Right. Okay, so there's no need to... Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to... I, uh, I was on a plane recently, and you know how they, on a plane after the movie, they'll show just like bits of, you know, here's your favorite yes. NBC program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they showed a bit from the Today Show where Al Roker had a... Um, he had a wax figure made of himself at Madame Tussauds. Uh, but then they... When you say he had it made of himself, was, did they offer to make one? No, and no, say, he made Come it himself by? and he pushed it in. Uh-huh. <laughs> he forced open thinking, the doors. I was thinking he down. bought his way in. Yeah. He's like, listen, here's the deal a hundred grand for the Hall of the Presidents <laughs> and 500 grand for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame win. <laughs> I love that impression, by the way. <laughs> that was a spot-on yeah, Roker. perfect Roker, right? Yeah, yeah it's eerie. Um, What's weird is he's black, but he doesn't sound black. Right. Um, so he... Hey, man, that was offensive. <laughs> what was? People are so politically incorrect. These... Oh, wait, sorry. That... What was? People are so politi- politically incorrect these days. Why don't you shut your fat face? You just limey to... bastard. Wait, now, now I'm Al Roker like... again? <laughs> you're, you're a combination. You've, be- you've, you've become a hybrid human of Al Roker An and uh, a racist British guy. guy. <laughs> was he, he wasn't fat, right? Huh? Was, he wasn't fat? No, no, this guy was wiry. Okay. Uh, but Al Roker probably uh, had so, scurvy, right, Jesse? <laughs> that's a that's a callback to uh, a pay episode of your podcast. <laughs> Check it out: one forty nine audio, two forty nine video, podcast dot com. Um, Robert Redford. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just listen to another. Wait, wait can I tell me Al Roker? Okay, story? Al Roker. Uh, it's not even that good. It's just how a thing he did wasn't funny. Uh, he didn't think there was. It, so he had the wax figure made of himself, and um, what they did was he would stand there really. They replaced the figure with him. He would stand there really still, and you know the thing is when people were coming up right. looking at it, he would scare them. But and this okay, this is a five minute piece of him doing this. Like this is five minutes of him. Can I ask one question? Yes, first? you may. Did they rub him down with Vaseline to make him look yes, a little? Yes, they did. They did. Oh, they totally I love did. it. I yes, love it. Yes, there's a scene of him getting <laughs> awesome. like, like a, a you know some sort of mask applied. Good. Anyway. They actually they don't they don't get the shine with vac- Vaseline. They use uh, super fine steel wool, <laughs> double zero steel sure. wool. Jeez, sounds uh, painful. So, but all he could either all he could think to say <laughs> or all they let him say was "How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> How you doing?" Every just, time, yeah, the same thing. Yeah, basically, <laughs> somebody said, sometimes he'd say, "How's it going?" Ugh. Or what Come you do? But yeah, there's yeah, there's well, there's a, there's anyways. an executive at the Today Show who's in charge of making sure that Roker only speaks in interrogative. <laughs> They're like, "Look, he can only make assertions about weather. This man does not have on-camera credibility making non-weather assertions. <laughs> it's weather assertions and interrogatives, questions to the audience." Yeah. Uh, How's it going? <laughs> hey there. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, this is Zach. I'm calling with a momentous occasion. Uh, I'm currently driving from Milwaukee down to see my parents in Alabama with a big sheet of cardboard duct taped to my passenger side window uh, because someone broke into my car the day before I had to drive 700 miles. 
so it's a little annoying, but I'm doing all right. Um, a couple funny things about it. Uh, Thank God. Oh, good. Um, I this is going to be good. He decided already had a tape deck. Um, I also, the only other thing really in the car was I had a few books um, for a research paper I've been working on. I'm, hope, and, I'm waiting for a good uh, pun. nice that he left those because now I don't have to call the police and uh, ask them to check around the pawn shops for a copy of Michel Foucault's On the Order of Things. Yeah, See, good. he got Foucault in there. That's funny. All right. Weddings, graduations, <laughs> uh, 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 receiving an award, a prestigious team. <laughs> These are the kinds of things we need people to be calling in about. Just, if nothing else, look up the word momentous. Look, quinceañeras, Walter Benjamin. Thank you. The yes. Bernay Brith Award. <laughs> Shabbat. Hey, Bernay Brith. from Denver, Colorado. I just had a momentous occasion. Today is uh, December 23rd. I just walked into Starbucks and I saw a fat man with a white beard dressed in a Santa Claus costume sitting at a table and doing a tarot card reading. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty solid. At least that's funny. I mean, that, that's not. That's. Not, I don't know. I don't understand why any of this is momentous. Have you ever seen that? No. So it's something. It's really something, right? <laughs> I guess so. It had a little bit of momentum, which is the root of the word momentous. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure that's true. Yeah. Um, well, let me ask. I can't ask him. He's not on the phone. He just he just recorded this and sent it in, right? I'll sometimes, role play sometimes you can demand for people to call back with something. They rarely do, though. <clears throat> Did he pull the card of death? No. <laughs> Are you suggesting that Santa Claus is dead? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to break the. I got to be bubble. honest. Everything I know about uh, uh, about the figure of death comes from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <laughs> Played by he, uh, he looks like a character oh in an, an, an Ingmar Bergman film. To be com- to be completely honest, I also saw a couple of promos for Dead Like Me. <laughs> Shit, who played Death in Bill and Ted? Same guy as RoboCop, right? Uh, Peter Weller. Yeah, is that true? I, I don't. So. I didn't know that RoboCop played Death in. Yeah, I think so. Look it up. I am embarrassed to admit I've never seen RoboCop. Was an actor. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. That if it was made now, you're right. It would probably just be like CGI, or at least. Uh... Oh wait, I'm thinking of Nell Carter. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Sorry. Nell Carter played RoboCop. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, in RoboCop's one and two. Okay. In RoboCop three, they got. I don't know, Robert Redford. Why did I? I, why did, <laughs> I loved the first Bill and Ted. That was a really good. That was good. Thank you. I liked how I, that was a really artful bail. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I don't know, Robert. I Redford. need to know why I didn't yeah. see the second Bill and Ted when I loved the first one so so much. Bill, second Bill and Ted is bananas. It's really nuts. It's like, yeah. Is it? Are we talking Babe Pig in the City level bananas? Oh, oh have you have you not? You're seen not one the, of those people who likes second? that one, right? Oh, I love Babe Pig oh, in the City. Get out of town! You don't love Babe Pig in the no. City? No. Did you see Babe Pig in the City? Yes. <laughs> oh, of course I love I Babe Pig in the City. Wait, so you prefer the first Babe movie? Uh, yes. Okay. You, I have not seen either Babe movie. You don't. You, wait, are you saying you don't even like the first Babe movie? Somebody, t- somebody tweeted me. No, I like the first Babe movie okay, too. Good, good. I like both Babe movies. But so we don't have to I, fist fight. I I really liked Babe, and I loved Babe Pig in the City. Babe Pig in the City, but can I say, like I, every movie directed by George Miller, has those annoying – I don't know why Australians feel the need to undercrank the camera for no reason. And <laughs> a guy's going too fast across the frame and it's just so irritating. And it just ah, – it just okay. sucks. But I have an important thing to say about Babe Pig in the City. Someone tweeted – someone tweeted on Twitter that <laughs> – Tweet deck. 
Someone so, tweeted on Twitter the stereo, the someone, home stereo store. <laughs> someone sent a someone sent a Twitter oh. message to me that said, "I'm I'm watching I'm watching Look Who's Talking Now on at Young Americans recommendation." That can't be right. And I sent them back a, a message that said, "Wait, excuse me, Look Who's Talking Now on my recommendation." I think what happened is they confused my recommendation for Babe Pig in the City yeah. with, with a recommendation for Look Who's Talking Now. I can't see how they would do that. Well, but. I haven't recommended any other children's sequels. But that's totally different titles. The names aren't even close. And they're, one's animals and the other is talking babies. Mm. I, I think they, maybe someone else recommended it and they just Although I think Look Who's Talking you. Now is when the dogs talk. Oh, okay. So there is a little bit of Wait, no, isn't that Five Will Goes West? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Might be land before time eight. <laughs> Hi, guys. This is Tristan in The San search Jose. for Pteranodon. Um, you've been talking a little bit about Aphidia Quist Arkin on the show, and I, I wanted to share my Aphidia Quist Arkin impersonation. Uh, what? This isn't even this a momentous occasion. Moment. It accidentally got in there. Okay. We're, we're going to go back to that, <laughs> Aphidia. we we got to go back to it. Hi, guys. This is Jason in North Carolina. I was just calling because I got just got done firing someone two days before Christmas for falsifying records. Okay, that's See, a momentous occasion. That's good. Thank For, you. You're welcome. <laughs> Not you. You are no, welcome. Him. Thank him. I'm playing the part of him. Oh, okay. As Batman. No comment. So it's him, but... By the like, way, when, so, when I say thank you and someone says you're welcome, I say no comment, because I feel like you have to keep going with the interchange, <laughs> but it's like there's nothing left to say. So Objection. I just, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not even kidding. I've done that since are, I was a kid. <laughs> are, you, are you living your life as like a George Carlin routine? <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. Wait, what happened to the firing guy? That was done? Yeah, it was done. That was it? He fired a guy for falsifying records. Oh, I missed the falsifying records part. I thought he was going to have a long, boring story like all these other guys. (laughs) All right, go ahead. Matt, these are are the people who could be hiring you to read their scripts. (laughs) Oh, right. I'm sorry. Those are great stories, guys. Write them in script form and I'll read them. (laughs) For money. (laughs) Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Kit from Portland, Oregon, and I recently discovered your podcast. I've been going back in history. Your name banter has kept me severely amused. Severely amused? It's our first snow in Portland, and I have possible awesome trauma, I don't know, some type of of experience to share. (laughs) The woman that insisted on spending Christmas with me, the Christmas holiday... So oh, that woman. That she used to be a high-class prostitute. What? <laughs> what? Okay, so he had a, I'm, I think we can all agree that this man had a lot of points against him in the momentous occasion. Now, you're assuming he's a man, but what I, I took from I think the real momentous that... occasion is that he that is going unsaid is, I'm on mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> all this other stuff is just, th- that's, that's the subtext. Um, take, uh, I was going to say that the, the, the voice of Kit the car from Knight Rider <laughs> sounds a lot different all of a sudden. He used to be a so, nice gen- a British gentleman so, who was slightly racist, by the way. Uh, oh, my God. Was it that guy? It might have been. Then I totally let that slide because he's a us, legend. Kit gave us a long preamble. We yeah. like people to keep it pithy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kit was not an expert storyteller. <laughs> Kit was unnecessarily proud of uh, his anecdote. 
He was unnecessarily proud that a woman enforced him to spend the holidays. Despite, with yeah, forced? despite the fact, despite the fact that he had that long preamble, he did not effectively <laughs> set up his story. I was still trying to figure out what he meant by the woman who made me spend the holidays with her. We're we're all supposed to know the. Oh, this, this the, 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 he's the, in a real life situation <laughs> of uh, the ref. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, he, uh, he he thought that we'd you know been reading be, his blog this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that woman, sure. <laughs> um, you have new information about her. <laughs> Thank but, God, I've been on pins and needles wondering what happened with that woman. All of that having been said, you got to hand it to him for really pulling it out in the fourth quarter. With sure. told me she used to be a high class prostitute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's something. And I'm glad. Although that, to be fair, if she was a low class prostitute. <laughs> Don't you think she would claim high class? Do you think low-class yeah, no, prostitutes I mean, think of themselves as To second? soften the blow, sure. Is that like an official certificate you have to have? Like, does that have to be judged by a third party, or can you just say... Plus, I yeah. mean, this is America. Don't you think even the high-class prostitutes, both the poor prostitutes, the low-class prostitutes, and the high-class prostitutes probably describe themselves as middle-class prostitutes. Sure, yeah. Well, as we or all know... working prostitutes. The problem with America today is that the middle-class prostitute is being squeezed out. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. We're, we're really... It's a lost uh, lifestyle. You, you don't have the people who just want to live a decent life in uh, that same town that you're... Just fucking for money. From. In, in Missoula, <laughs> in Fredericksburg, Virginia. The rich prostitutes Virginia. keep getting richer, and the poor prostitutes <laughs> keep getting pushed down the stairs. That's right. <laughs> Um, okay, let's listen to this one last oh, this God. one last thing. I, look, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm just gearing <laughs> up for it. I'm not trying to pass the buck to Mariel, she, you no. know. But this is a young woman who's a self made woman. She's doing she the best she can. She came to the United States from the Dominican Republic at the age of 13. She works in guest relations at Universal Studios. She's probably working with. I mean, who knows the ones that she left out? Like she's she's she doing the best a, with yeah. she can. With she what makes she's got. a fantastic shepherd's pie with sweet potatoes. I like the sound of that. Yeah. Hi guys, this is Tristan in San Jose. Um, I, you've been talking a little bit about Fabia Quist Arkin on the show, and I, I yeah, you to just share did this Abedia one. Quist well, I no, I said we were going to go back to it. Oh, okay. okay. But this is not a momentous occasion. No, this is a new thing. This is the segment. You don't listen <laughs> to the show, you would know. Who is this guy a sub-segment of momentous occasions is Ophabia Quistark. Or just, talk. yeah, or more specifically, uh, um, you know, NPR personality impressions. Yeah. Okay, because I don't know that. You keep saying two words that sound like another language, and I don't know what that is. Ophabia Quistarkin? Yeah. That's one of America's most important journalists. Okay. One of Africa's, certainly one of Africa's most important sure. journalists. I thought I knew all the weird named NPR correspondents, but that's a new one for me. No, you're thinking Diwali Saikautau. Uh, am I? Yeah, you're <laughs> thinking of Diwali Saikautau. We're talking about Ophabia Quistarkin. Okay, go ahead. Impersonation. Uh, Ophabia Quistarkin, the NPR, in Dhaka. It's a shitty impression. It's a bad impression yeah. of Ophabia Quistarkin. Ophabia Quistarkin has a distinctive voice and cadence. It's lilting. God, never before have I so badly wanted Daryl Hammond to be here on Jordan Jesse Go so he could teach us a little thing or two about how Ophabia Quistarkton talks. I I shudder to think of what his Shirley Jihad must sound like. Tell me about it. That tells you everything, by the way, that tells you everything you need to know about NPR, that they... They they really they defiantly employ someone whose last name is Jihad in a post nine eleven America. <laughs> sure. They're like we we are sending Matt, a message. We dare you to feel a way about this. <laughs> number one, I don't think that's funny. And number two, that's not cool on my show. 
They, well, they're, they're, they're driving away Matt, the conservatives that they don't be think racist. they're better than. You're a racist, and I don't appreciate it. We'll be back in just a second <laughs> on Jordan Jesse. Whoa! La, 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 la. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Matt Wheels Belknap over here. <laughs> wheels, I forgot about Wheels. Burger King Kids Club? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the wheelchair kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh... Gee whiz, you know, somebody the other day said that, um, somebody, speaking of uh, uh, tweets, said that uh, I had talked so much about Max FunCon on Jordan Jesse Go, on one episode of Jordan Jesse Go, that she had a nightmare that she was at Max FunCon and there was a murder. Wow. <laughs> and she had to solve the murder in her dream about Max FunCon. We should set something like that up. We should do something. We should where, murder like, someone. A, like, murder, not a real, but like a Pat Francis. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to I'm okay Pat with that. I think, hate. The, I think the world of, of Pat Francis. Bad Francis? <laughs> Bad Francis. Tat Francis. The Oracle. Tat Francis. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan wins. Thank you. Um, Whoa! I think, I, I think you guys missed, but I won with Tat Francis. That's, a, that's Pat Francis with tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't even know about Garfield the Tat. That's like a, that's like a special edition action figure of Pat Francis that, that we made with tattoos on it. Our, our, our uh, a good friend of ours, uh, uh, Dan Grayson, the composer of the original San Diego America theme music, mm-hmm. um, uh, he once came up with, he's not a funny man, but his magical moment was when he devised the worst tattoo anyone could ever have. And he just came up to me one day and he said, Jesse, I know what the worst tattoo anyone could ever have was, is... And uh, he said, it's a full back tattoo of Garfield. <laughs> full back, full color of Garfield eating a giant piece of lasagna. And then in old English lettering over it, it says, Garfield the Tat. Awesome. <laughs> Which is pretty great. You got to yeah. hand it to him. Anyway, Max FunCon, what I wanted to say about Max FunCon sure. is, uh, number one, starting to fill up because uh, introduced an installment plan. Nice. People yeah. were upset with me. People were annoyed with me that they had to pay all the whole cost of Max FunCon up front. I can understand that. Here's the reality. I had $30,000 on credit cards, and so I couldn't afford to have everyone give me $100. Sure. I needed them to give me the whole thing until I paid off the deposit for right. Max FunCon. So I've now paid off the deposit for Max FunCon. I can institute an installment plan. There are still – there's still rooms available. We've got uh, Jad Abumrad coming. Do you, you, you don't have time. You don't have time to Radio Lab. Yeah. Never heard the Radio Lab, but one of the probably the best uh, public radio producer out there and mm-hmm. an amazing host and a guy who can have a singles event. Radio Lab has singles events. Wow. What? Can we have a singles event, Jordan? Uh, that's, a, that's a no. Oh, that's their thing. Radio Lab's thing is singles events? Yeah, right. Why don't we have doubles uh, like a, events? Yeah, doubles. <laughs> Just tennis. like that tennis guy we were talking about earlier <laughs> Michael Chang. Yeah. Didn't, um, didn't play doubles, as far as I know. Maybe. Uh, we got Jad Abumrad's going to be there. We got Andrew WK there. A lot of Andrew WK controversy lately, by the way. You mean real controversy, or just oh, he said something in an interview. That oh, people so didn't apparently like. it's an old interview that ran recently where he was metaphorically describing that it uh, that that the old Andrew WK was a different guy. Someone took it literally. Um, and you know, he also talked about how, in some ways, the Andrew WK on stage was a character. Created by, you know, his team, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I mean, I think that's that's fair to say that that's true. Um, and uh, somebody took it the wrong way, thought that uh, Andrew W.K. was some kind of corporate put on. I will. St- I'm standing here. Jordan, we've had Andrew W.K. on Jordan Jesse Go before. Sure. 
there is no less corporate put on of a man on earth than Andrew WK. Yeah. This is a nice guy. Mm-hmm. This guy's a class act all the way. Completely sincere, thoughtful, intelligent. So, wait, so the idea is that this is like a Dave situation? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's absurd. It's mm-hmm. obscene, frankly. I don't like people talking shit about I you know, I got to stop reading meta filter comments yeah. because yeah. those people are dicks. <laughs> I could see how in the, at the height of the Andrew WK craze, if someone was like, oh, this guy is just a product of some record label. Just right, because you, you don't know. Because wouldn't know any better. You don't know that he made an independent album that was even more like this. But if in 2009, if you were saying that Andrew WK is a product of some corporate money Yeah, then w- what has he been doing the last seven years? Where's the money making? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, like he would have... He would have embarrassed himself time and again trying to just chasing that fame and, and he certainly success. he certainly wouldn't have made an album of piano improvisations and then an album of uh, j pop covers, <laughs> which is two albums that he has made. All you have to say is that he's been a guest on on Jordan Jesse Go and you know the guy is sincere and legit because yeah. no this one, guy's the real deal. People don't come on this show thinking that they're gonna. This know, man's gonna inspire people at Max FunCon. Yeah. I invite him to Max FunCon because this guy's gonna light a fire under people's asses. I'm excited about that. I've, He's I've never really met gonna, him, and I'm excited to meet him. Shit. Meeting that guy, one of the best things that ever happened to me. This guy... He's, it's great. It's as great as you think it's going to be. All you have to do... You know that feeling after you get a really nice hug? Yeah. Once you've met Andrew WK, all you have to do is think about Andrew WK, and it's like you're getting a really nice hug. Wow. I, I don't want to start a separate controversy, but... Uh, Andrew W.K. is just a, a, a stage persona of actor Martin Starr, right? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> okay. That is correct. Just yeah. another Buster Poindexter <laughs> alter ego. Right. So I have met him, actually. I just haven't met yeah. the persona. Mar- Martin Starr, also a friend of the program. Right. Um, and and which who I met at the last match. When you, when you talk to him and he seems like a really kind of quiet, depressive type uh, who always wants to bring everything down for the sake of humor, mm-hmm. uh, that's actually a put on. He's actually the Andrew WK. While it's a character, that's more that's of an expression. Real, that's of his, his true real self. personality. And exactly. The, and the Martin Star is the character. Gotcha. Yeah. So anyway, Max FunCon is May seventh through 9th. We got an installment plan now. I just put up the schedule. Uh, 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 Matt, along with Jimmy Pardo, are going to be uh, and Pat Francis and probably mm-hmm. someone else from the festival mm-hmm. uh, are going to be closing things out with a super monster show, just like they did last year. Yeah. Jimmy was so Jimmy was terrified. Jimmy called me like three times, worried about going on going up on on. Well, you have to Sunday understand morning. the comics mind, which I think I'm uh, more than qualified to speak on, if I may. Sure, uh, sure. I say that facetiously because it's <laughs> ridiculous. But uh, he, being a comedian, being a stand-up who's who's done the road for years, you know about this kind of thing. He doesn't. Uh, I, <laughs> I I know about it secondhand, but right. I, I from hearing yeah. uh, you know every time something like this comes up, no one wants to be put in a situation where they have to perform comedy at 10:30 in the morning. Right. Uh, I told him as people are getting packing their bags to leave. But the, the here's the thing and I and I didn't disagree with him, but I didn't understand the magic of Max Funcon. Now that we've been there and 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 Jimmy is as he he understands as well as anybody now as I do, the vibe, the energy, the positivity, the excitement the the love that comes out of people just getting together, but just to have fun. And I'm being totally sincere right now. It's it's unbelievable. It's it's like a it's 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 like a it's like your favorite blanket from childhood being wrapped around you f- for a weekend. It's it's awesome. So like I'm happy to do that slot because it's so cool to get to be there. Period. But also. 
to to have everybody like basically there celebrating the fun they've had and 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 we just get to close that out that's that's super cool matt i'll tell you what that feeling that you just described Mm -hmm. that's baking soda (laughs) andrew wk is vinegar. Oh, no. And the volcano be violence. is friendship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, anyway, it's MaxFunCon.com. We'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Matt Belknap, the entrepreneur. Um, Matt, it's just been such a pleasure to have you. I knew it was going to be a pleasure to have you here, but I always have fun with you guys. This is great. You're, t- I, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little secret. I, I don't want to embarrass Jordan, but uh, Jordan calls me this afternoon. He says we're still podcasting tonight, right? I said, "Yep, seven thirty. He said, and I said, uh, "Matt Belknap's coming in." Jordan said, ah, "I love that guy." <laughs> Who doesn't That's love That's an Belknap? actual conversation. <laughs> oh that God. is verbatim. True story. You guys should verbatim. actually send that in to your own momentous occasions. Yeah. Everybody loves Belknap. We're sending uh, that to Reader's Digest. <laughs> Matt Belknap, one of the best. Uh, just a true delight Thank and a you. joy. Um, I accidentally started saying things that Jimmy Pardo would have said in the same context. <laughs> it's Completely addictive. accidental. It's addictive. Um, uh, of course, Matt Belknap, one of the uh, producer and uh, co-host, Second Banana Straight Man, uh, on the really great podcast, Never Not Funny. If you haven't tried Never Not Funny, actually, our friend Mark Marin was just on last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, normally you can, you can listen to like uh, 20 minutes or so of Never Not Funny for free, and then you got to pony up about a, uh, about 75 cents a dollar an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week, because of uh, just happenstance, mm-hmm. uh, you guys have put out a whole episode of Never Not Funny with Mark well, Maron. We're, we're calling it a Christmas miracle, but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you say whatever you want. About right. It. Okay. So it's a, it's a Christmas miracle. I haven't checked about what everyone's religion like is yet, which I normally would do. the birth of do. Jesus. Yeah. It's, it's akin to that. I mean, well, Mark Maron, like Jesus, is, is a Jew. Sure. Right. And, uh, I feel like I'm kind of a wise man. Uh, right. And I have all this frankincense and myrrh I've been trying to get rid of. And Jimmy's actual real name is Joseph of Nazareth. Pardo. <laughs> it's, t- it's time sure. for me to admit I know nothing about the Bible. <laughs> okay. Is that where Joseph is from? Nazareth? Yeah, sure. They, yeah. He was a Nazarene. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we, we put the full, uh, it's like a hundred minute episode of, you know, it's an hour and 40 minute episode uh, of Never Not Funny, which did is you, which how long Did you find with run. Mark Maron, this is something we found with Mark Maron, yeah. or that I found, that I was really impressed with. Mm-hmm. I, I, of course, know Mark Maron's a brilliant, hilarious guy. He has his own great podcast called What the Fuck. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I didn't expect from Mark Maron, I expected a lot of humor, a lot of insight. What I didn't expect was for him to match our tone. He got silly on Jordan Jesse Go. He was yeah. making silly jokes. I was like, "Hey, he's right on board." Man's usually not silly. No, you don't. You don't think of him as a silly guy. I was actually just impressed with his own podcast being as like I expected it to be an extension of his political talk show on Air America. He's which, sick of that. He hated that. Yeah, and 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 frankly, thank God because yeah, like, I didn't want to listen to he's, it. He's he's a super funny, talented guy, and. Uh, I'd rather just hear him be funny, you know. Yeah, and, and so that's he's what, funny. That's what he's doing now, and 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 it's great. That anyway, you that. you can listen to a whole uh, hour and forty minutes of Never Not Funny for free. And I I've said it before. I'll say it again. I love Never Not Funny. Um, uh, it's right up there with our buddies. You look nice today on my absolute favorite podcast. The one that I listen to the day they come out. Thank you. I I pay for it. Uh, I, uh, I I I get it for free as a gift. Because I went on the show as a, as a guest, and guest, I yeah. and I still choose to pay for it because I would feel guilty not paying for it because it gives me so much entertainment and enjoyment. Yeah. I feel like I should pay for the entertainment that I enjoy. 
Um, and uh, yeah, and you're saying my money's com. no good. <laughs> um, I'm saying that you need the money more than me, <laughs> just based on how you look. Uh, I haven't seen your ledgers, but given your outfit, I think you could use the twenty bucks. <laughs> uh, buy some clean socks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I can smell them from over here. Oh boy! Hello. Oh. I, like, I get no respect. Is this what you were talking about before when you say you get belligerent? Did you just mean? Yeah. It's like Cat Rodney Dangerfield. You were just doing like Catman Dangerfield. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> no respect. No fish either. Meow. Sort of like Rodney Dangerfield. Snackle Puss. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, God. There was that movie where Rodney Dangerfield did the dog, Rover Dangerfield. <laughs> what? That totally happened. It's not a real movie. He did the voice of a dog who didn't get any respect. I think you're thinking of Roe v. Wade, which was Oh, I'm thinking of Roe v. Wade. That was for abortion. Yeah, that, that was an important uh, um, Supreme Court decision. Our, now. <laughs> our theme music is Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of Light in the Attic Records. Um... Gosh, I, I guess we'll talk to you next week or so on Jordan Jesse Go. Bye, gang. <laughs>